Do you wanna play a game? Do you like scary movies? Do you wanna eat some brains? Is your chainsaw arm groovy? How bloodthirsty could a talking plant be? Eat your liver with some fava beans and a nice candy. Come play with us forever, cause down here we all float. I never drink wine, so you're gonna need a bigger boat. Or a throat to choke, whether you're in the prim or dairy. Got red rum where your blood from. Put your dead son in a cemetery. It's him or carry. Be very afraid. You'll be our number one fan and get carried away. All working, no play, you know it always means you're in trouble, son. I came to chew gum and kick ass and I'm all out of bubble gum. What if Quint killed Jaws' his father? What if the Bob's body was marijuana? What if the leprechaun got a job as a bank guard? What if the wolfman had a cowbell instead of Every nards? scary movie made since Oscar Wilde was writing letters Had canon to watch them all and tell you how to make them better So put your earbuds in and forget what you're planning It's time to take our heads and shoot them out of a cannon 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 Welcome to Head Cannon. Tonight we have a very special guest, a friend of mine I know from Indianapolis, uh, model, actress, photographer, uh, probably other great things. Michaela Duerson, how are you doing this evening? I'm doing unstoppable. How are you? <laughs> good, good. Maybe not, un I don't know about unstoppable. That's a lot to aspire to, but doing pretty well. Yeah. How about you, Brent? You doing all right? I'm doing okay. Yeah. Um, classes just started up again. I'm a, I'm a teacher and I was teaching math today, right? I teach math for adults and, and it's three days into classes and sometimes people like don't show up until like the third day. And so like I'm, I'm teaching my class from my desk. I've got like a tablet that I write on. I'm doing math and I'm talking to my students out in front of me. And then this guy just like walks into the classroom, like, walks in front of my desk and just like faces the board and is watching me teach like real close to me. <laughs> and I was like, Hey man, like you can have a seat wherever you want. And he was just like, Oh, okay. <laughs> he hadn't been there. He had like no idea I was even teaching. Weird. Was just like, yeah, he was, he was out of it. He looked very stoked. <laughs> that would have scared me. Yeah. Yeah. I could, yeah. yeah. I went and I checked up on him later and he had, he had this house arrest bracelet on. Which knew whatever, but like he was like 30, 40 minutes late to class. And then after about 15 minutes, he mumbled something and then pointed to his house arrest bracelet. And I was like, oh, okay. And he, then he left. I think he had to like, he had to go like clock in or something. I don't know what you do. Like tap it on his front door or something. <laughs> like he forgot to tell. <laughs> I, I just pictured like your your debit card tap. Like I was thinking like mall security. I feel like they walk around the mall and they have to tap something to prove they were at that spot. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah, yeah. He yeah. just forgot his parole officer's like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. But so, Michaela, I know Math you. Class. <laughs> yeah. But I, but I know you through uh, mutual acquaintances in, in the indie theater scene, and I I, I always wanted to work with you. Something with, you know, my group defiance comedy, but I don't think we ever got to work together unless memory, my memory's failing me, but. Mm -hmm. I don't think we did either. I feel like our mutual person might've been Callie. That's what, yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. 
Kelly Burke. Yeah, Kelly. and um, like when we were texting, you're like, oh, I'm doing improv. I'm like, Ugh. like I've, I've just moved back to Chicago and I need to tap into like a new group of friends. Like I want to be around nerds and <laughs> people that like do like random throwbacks to movies and instead of having to be in a room full of people and go, you know what movie that's from? Or, or they go like, or like I'll always say something and or like someone will say something and then I'll finish the sentence, but the sentence will be like from a song or a movie. And I'll be like, you know what that's from? And the people I'm around are like, they're like models and stuff. And they're like, no. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> that's what I, like, I, I was in. It's from Saved by the Bell. Yeah. And they're like, okay. <laughs> like, you don't remember that episode? They're like, no. All right. You remember uh, when Jesse freaked out because <laughs> of right. caffeine? And she killed Slater's li- lizard, wasn't it? And she, they accidentally killed Slater's lizard. Oh, is that what it was? I don't remember. I honestly, I actually don't remember that one. But like another like throwback I'll randomly do is like, like if I'm doing something that's frightening, like going to the tiger place, like you'll probably hear me go, I'm a big, brave dog. I'm a big, brave dog. <laughs> nice. And like, do y'all know where that's from? I don't think so. Rugrats, Chucky. Oh, you know what? I do remember that now. Yeah. Now I'm a big, brave dog. They're like, just say you're a big, brave dog. I'm a big, brave dog. <laughs> So anyway, I want to hang out where in these spaces that wherever you're hanging out, Corey. I'm like, I didn't know you did improv. I did not know you were in Illinois. Yeah. Yeah. Let me know. I'm Like I said, I'm down in the city at least once or twice a week. I got a show Friday. I got a show next Wednesday. But any if you ever want to go just watch some improv, if I'm not busy, I'll, I'll go. We'll see some improv. So. Yay. Yes, I want to. <laughs> But, but yeah, do you want to tell myself and the listeners kind of what you've been up to as far as, um, you know, modeling, acting, uh, it, and if there's anything people can go check you out in or, or just kind of fill people in on what you've been up to? Um, I work so much that, uh, you ever have to like go back in your brain? I'm like, I'm like, what day of the week is it? Like, what's the day? <laughs> and then like, there's some days I'm like, did I eat today? Or, or I'll, not even did I eat, like, what did I eat? Um. So yeah, I've been working a ton. Um, most recently, most notably, I can't even believe like I can actually utter these words. Um, I am one of Iman's models, which if uh, you don't know who Iman is, she's one of the world's first black supermodels. She's the first Somalian American supermodel. So she's back like, it was like Iman. Beverly Johnson and Naomi Campbell. Like, they set it off for, like, black models. So she's got a fashion line. She was married to... Mm. Oh, man. He's huge. He recently passed away. How do you spell her name? I-M-A-N. Yeah, I don't remember. I know know Amon. I don't remember who she was married to. Oh, David Bowie. David Bowie, there he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 yeah, I know this lady. I forgot. I forgot she married David Bowie. Yeah. Married to David Bowie. Yeah. Um, that's that's my brain. My brain is like, did I eat today? What is my last name? Or like, how old I am? If someone asks, like, how old are you? And I'll be like, I'm I'm thirty. Like you literally just start to forget. Right. <laughs> so, so I apologize, Iman. Um, rest in peace, David Bowie. So yeah. So I, I'm I'm one of her models now like i i cool. got a call i was shooting for bath and body works and i was leaving that set and i got a call from my la agent and she's like can you be at la or can you be in it was in miami she's like can you be in miami in the morning i'm driving back from columbus ohio and 
was like, um, yeah. <laughs> she's like, okay, I'm looking for flight details right now. And then like eight o'clock at night, she's like, here's a flight. And it's like, I had to be at the airport at, like three in the morning. I'm like, Whoa. okay. <laughs> so I go, and then like I really didn't know like many details. Like I I knew it was for Iman, but like I I was just it was just it all happened so fast. So then I get there, and it's like twelve looks, and it was a whirlwind experience. It was absolutely utterly amazing. It was at HSN Studios. And they have, like, a campus. Like, it's a huge campus in Miami. Um, and everybody's really nice. And they had snacks. We got there, and they were like, this is our snack cabinet. And I was like, like, right at the receptionist. Like, it's the pantry behind you. And I was like, <laughs> well, that was dope. <laughs> snacks. And, um, yeah, so I recently did that. Like, this is all in, the, like, the last 10 days. And oh, then wow. the next day, the, so I flew in. And flew out same day. Like, I flew in, shot all day, and then flew out that night. So I was, like, on, like, I was about to hit, I think, 40 hours of being awake. And then when I got Whoa. back, I flew back into Indy. When I flew back into Indy, I went to my hairstylist. I got two braids, and we had a flight that was already planned to go on vacation. <laughs> and our flight to go on vacation, we had to be, our flight to go on vacation left, at like, it was a red eye. It was, like, a 5 a.m. flight. So I had to be back at the airport at, like, 3 Jesus. Where'd you go? So like, we went to the Dominican. So I was like, I was not allowed to go to sleep for like three days. And then you're in the Dominican. So. All right. And you, you get there. <laughs> you're like hallucinating at, at that point. <laughs> I was hallucinating in a very hot place. And we rode a horse <laughs> along the ocean. And it was dope. But yeah. Oh, cool. It is dope. Yeah. It was dope. Like, yeah, Iman was huge. Uh, Bath and Body Works was huge. Um, I've been shooting a lot photography's taken off um some projects that i can't speak of yet until they like go live mm -hmm. uh but it's been it's been really dope like i you know like how they talk about like even like script your life like i feel like i scripted all this like when i was little i used to we would drive through downtown chicago like from gurney going to my parents are both from muncie mm -hmm. so we would drive from Gurney to Muncie, and to get to Muncie, we would always take the way, I mean, I don't even know if there's another way to do it, but we would drive literally through downtown. Mm -hmm. And driving through downtown Chicago, I would look up at the buildings, and I would think to myself, I never said it out loud, but I would think to myself, I want to live there in my 30s for one year before I, like, settle down and, like, have a kid or kids and a husband and, like, fenced house or whatever. Like, I want to do, like, the single girl 30 thing for one year mm -hmm. and I'm literally living that nice. and it's so weird like that's what I've been up to <laughs> I am like almost baffled like it's it's legit weird like I don't know if you've ever experienced like literally something that you said and then you're like you're doing it yeah like as a that was wild <laughs> yeah no that's awesome yeah. Well, yeah, I think maybe I had a little bit of that experience when I was like taking classes at the Second City and, and you know, performing on stage there and, you know, stuff, you know, performing places where Brent and I went when we were like 18 to go to go watch comedy. And it yeah, it's a bit surreal. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, you told me you did their conservatory. Isn't that like super hard to get into? It's I, I don't know. If, I mean, uh, I, actually, I'm going to say, yeah, it's only the elite, the best of the best. Uh, <laughs> that's my that's my understanding of it like it's, 
Yeah, no, you do. You have to audition to get into the first level and then re-audition to get into the third level. I mean, I, I think as long as you're a mildly competent improviser, they're happy to take your money. Um, but but you do. But you do. I mean, you do. Yeah, you have to audition a couple times to get through the program. So, um, but what I was telling you, yeah, if, if you or anyone you know is interested in improv classes, ha- having been through Second City's program and IO's program, like uh, for for my money. Uh, the best pr- improv program in the city is is the the CIC theater is that's my opinion. So yeah, and I'm ignorant because I haven't I don't know that I've heard of CIC and I need to check it out. Because yeah, the last time I did improv, I, mean, I did Cal- Callie's class way back in the day um, at IEPY. I took her classes, but then um, I went to Second City and did some intensives. Mm-hmm. And then I want to say that's all the formal training I've had. Mm-hmm. Um. Which to me kind of sounds a little facetious because then I've just been like working since then, right? Like I got signed and I've just been working. Yeah. Um, I need. I feel like I. I know that I need to go fine tune and like, like get back in those spaces. And I've always. I've been wondering like, where should I go? <laughs> yeah. Well, it depends. You know, it depends on what you want to do. And and it's you know the second city their program is so concerned with taking improv and turning it into sketch writing that Mm -hmm. I feel like more than anything, I'm a better writer after having gone through the conservatory program. Um, Mm -hmm. But then, you know, IO has its strengths and and there are other programs, but CIC there, you know, for me, if if you just want to learn to do good, entertaining improv as the end goal, as the end product, uh, there's no better program than CIC in my opinion. So. CIC.com. Uh, yeah, you can, yeah, if you just Google CIC theater and they're actually homeless right now cause they gave up their lease during COVID. Um, mm-hmm. the, the guy's looking for a new theater right now, but so at the moment they have, they have a space where they do classes and then every Wednesday and Thursday they have shows, uh, at this bar, this place called Finley Dunn's Tavern. And like you walk in, it's just a regular bar. And then you go, th- you go to the back, you walk past the bathrooms in the kitchen and there's, there's just a room in the back. And it's just this little room set up with like three rows of audience. And it's, it's just a, it's a nice, intimate, supportive room where it's really some of the best improv I've seen going on in this little hole. This, this, yeah. Just this little hole in the wall in the back of this, this bar. But. I'm be like, I'm be walking through and be like, Ooh, onion rings. It's <laughs> <laughs> a piece of that. Yeah, they've got yeah. The shows there are free, but they do the 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 food is looks very good. I don't know if I've ever gotten food there, but it, the food looks great. So, Brent, do you act? Was that for me? Yeah. <laughs> is your name Brent? I, you put out as you. I thought maybe I heard my name. Oh. Do I act? No, no. He used to. He used to. I I used to do improv, but that's that's about it. I, I treat my classes like a like a like a like a um, like a stand up routine. So I get to do them four times a day. I say the same things. <laughs> Works and on so like I'll work on jokes in the morning, <laughs> and I'll polish them up for the afternoon. That's how I get my kicks nowadays. I had a, a sixth grade math teacher, Mr. Pens. Yeah. And uh, if any of my like old classmates listen to this podcast, which I'm sure they will. But if anyone had Mr. Pence, they remember this. He, we, when we learned PEMDAS, mm-hmm. <laughs> he taught us by saying yeah. PEMDAS. Pens educates many dumbass students. <laughs> yeah, that's good. And I never forgot it. Parentheses, I... yeah. multiplication, yeah. division, uh, 
addition, subtraction. And I don't like math. <laughs> I don't. But I never I tell my students that it sounds like a monster that lives in the ocean. Like PEMDAS. <laughs> sounds like what is is it like another <laughs> another one is like please my dear Aunt Sally or something? Isn't that another one? Yeah. Yeah. yeah please excuse my dear Aunt Sally. That's yeah. boring. That's Mavis Beach Beacon teaches typing boring. Yeah, yeah. No, not yeah, as... I don't say that. I don't say it because it sounds too childish and I, I'm like I have a classroom with like, you know, like someone who's like, I haven't been in school for 30 years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not kidding. Yeah. Because, well, yeah, totally Brin's, Brin's teaching adults, people going back for their, back to get their, their school diploma. So. Diploma, yeah. <laughs> that, yeah. Do you have the preamble? What's that? What was that? Do I keep cutting out? A little bit, yeah. A little, just a little bit. It's weird. It's, it's not even weird. It's probably the Wi-Fi in my building. Hold on. I think it's smooth now. Unless you're really good at sitting still. <laughs> she really is a model because any other time that someone's face is frozen, they always look ridiculous. Yeah. But she looks like she's still just kind of posing for a photo. That's nice. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Anytime, like anytime you freeze or I freeze, it's always like. <laughs> like you actually look, you're frozen, you're frozen Zoom or Skype face looked fantastic. Yeah. Okay. Can't go wrong. Okay. No, I, th- I can hear you now. So. Yeah, yeah Wi Fi comes with my uh, my space. Like, I don't have to pay for internet, but it's oh, the internet I have to pay for. Okay. You know what I mean? <laughs> but, well, Michaela, we, uh, we should mention the movie we're talking about. I don't know if you got a chance to view much of the movie, but do you want to tell the audience what movie you chose and we might be discussing a little bit or not? <laughs> it's super ironic. Uh, because it's nope. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. And you were just like, nope. <laughs> nope. Um, audience, uh, y'all heard how much sleep I've been able to get. So, um, don't worry. But, uh, to my defense, uh, the United States just confirmed we have non human origin pilots, <laughs> which, uh, apparently goes with this movie. So, I'm going to let you guys take the movie review. And if you want to talk about C SPAN, I've been. Binging <laughs> our, our our Congress. Give uh, us your report, Michaela. Yeah, I've been, I've been binging C-SPAN. Yeah, what have you learned? Because I've only caught snippets here and there. So, Corey, it's uh, amazing. Can we hear this? Gosh, should I like say I'm recording what I've learned and put it like a mark? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, it's been so interesting. So we've got like it's AOC, right? She's been yes. asking questions. Mm-hmm. Wasn't she amazing? I love her, man. She's so amazing. Yeah, Yeah, she is incredible. And I really don't know the other people up there with her, but I'm like, oh, AOC. But, but yeah, so we got the whistleblower and, like, his comrades. And uh, basically, he was, um, like, one of the head guys in the Air Force, to my understanding. This is my... My civilian American understanding of what's going on. <laughs> and they're calling you what we call UFOs, like UAPs. UAPs, I think, yes. Yeah. Or UAEPs? UAPs? They call, they're calling them PIMDAS, I think, right? Doesn't it stand for something? <laughs> <laughs> Professor. Yeah, they're calling UFOs PIMDAS. <laughs> and um, basically, he, they described it as, like, super paraphrasing trying to remember but um 
like you picture what I could picture when he was describing like the motion of these things is like they were like spinning but it was like hurricane winds or something but they were like spinning in place mm-hmm. and like everything around them were like going like was being like attacked by like crazy winds and stuff or something like that like yeah and and then it would just like like doo-doo like vanish like on a dime just like right go and then and then there's also like accounts of um crashes Mm -hmm. and the crashed uh flying unidentified devices uaps or whatever they're calling it um had pilots mm-hmm. and this is like how he's saying it and he's like and they have to have a pilot and the remains from the pilot of these flying things are of non-human origin yeah that's what like I- on record and he was like it's surreal it's surreal to listen to people talk like he that convicted yeah like he was like yeah. convicted in his heart like like basically like he could not sleep <laughs> he was like, like once I'm like, oh hell nah, I'm telling everybody like, like him, him blowing the whistle like this, uh, like I'm convinced he's like, like whatever he's seen and whatever he knows, he like, forget it. Like I don't care what y'all do to me or what could possibly happen to me. Like it's almost like he's like, we doomed anyway. So I'm about to tell everybody what I know. <laughs> yeah, and then. You got- well, the guys up there, like, corroborating, like, with what they know, like, military-wise, they're, like, very high-level. And then, but then they're still respecting, you know, what can't be said. So they're, like, AOC's asking questions. She, like, wants, like, names and numbers and stuff. And he's, Did like, you like it when she was, like, if you were me, where would you look to find the answers? Where would you look? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was, like, that's like, awesome. Like, I can't say publicly. He's, like, but I'm happy to tell you as soon as, like, as soon as we're off record. I will give you names and numbers. He's like, I've got a list of people who said they will talk. He's wow. like, I will give you names and numbers. She's like, because she was like, what department? Like, what department in our government should we be looking? Because like they're trying to find like uh, the abuse and like the and and and, and like they asked. She asked like, like how many non-human origin pilots do we have like possession of? Like how many of how many of these quote unquote bodies if they're called bodies? Yeah, and it was just like. A number I can't say on record. That's wild. And then, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> they said the first crash was from the 1930s. Oh, really? Some like, so like some Roswell, New Mexico shit. <laughs> the, the first crash, I believe it was the 1930s. He could have said 1953, but it was a long time ago. I'm like 99% sure he said 1933. But their like first crash on record that he saw, because he was like given like some documents or something like to like overlook. And so this is all very interesting. The most interesting thing to me is like NASA confirmed UFOs during COVID. I don't know if anybody remembers that, mm-hmm. uh, but NASA literally confirmed it. And at the time, President Trump like had his space force. Right. Yeah. My like, brother, my brother signed up for that. Oh, really? He's in the Air Force, <laughs> and he's getting he's possibly getting a transfer to fucking Space Force. He Got just it. told yeah. me this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, and- a lot of people were like, the thing is, it was the delivery, it was the de- the deliverer, like, and, like, the name of it, too. He's like, I need, like, 900 million or whatever the number was, do- American dollars, taxpayer dollars for my Space Force. Like, it sounded like a video game, the way he named it. 
Yeah. Space Force is going to be independent of our military, and it's going to be a force of people. Like, it just sounded... But, but high-key, he was trying <laughs> to help us. Now, you know, yeah. so... To me, I find, to me, that's, like, the most ironic piece of all of it is, like, no matter the possible um, help or truth of the message, like, depending on who it's coming through, you'll have some people say yes, and you'll have some people say nope, they don't want to believe it. And that is our segue into you guys reviewing nope. (laughs) (laughs) Well, no, and that is wild, yeah, and and to think of the possibilities, because, yeah, I have heard people, like, I mean, this is wild stuff this guy is saying. And I heard a clip where he's talking about the the pilots or whatever. And he's like, well, we have recovered. I think he, the word he used was biologics. He was like, yes, we've recovered biologics. from." And I was like, okay, biologics. You know, what is what does that it's mean? Sounds like a shampoo. Yeah. It's teeth, eyes, toenails. Or that's what we call them because we're, that's their, that's what we call them. Right. That's what, like, it's, it's. It's like DNA. It's bio. It's biologic. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But but. Because I'd believe- imagine if you're in a spaceship flying like you are, like they're just depicting it, like just like real shift, like the inertia inside. If you crash that, you would just be biologics. <laughs> <laughs> you just you just be a yeah, pink yeah, mist. <laughs> but yeah. I've never I've never thought that like any movie or TV show that's made that people are that creative at any right. level. Like Shonda Rhimes, Lover. Um, you know, all these amazing writers. I love Jordan Peele stuff. Like I love, but when I watch these things in my mind, I have never in my life thought y'all are so creative. They are creative, but I don't think they're creative to the point where like it doesn't exist somewhere. I think, I think it's like hidden in plain sight for all of us. And I'm not a conspiracy theorist. (laughs) I just think some of these storylines, I'm like, that's really happening somewhere. Like they know something we don't know. And we just buying tickets to go watch like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> well, it's funny. And that does have a lot to do with, and, and a lot of what Nope is about, uh, I think is, is spectacle, right? And I've, I've watched interviews with Jordan Peele where he was talking about like the number one word on set was spectacle. And I think the alien in Nope, man, there's so many ways to attack this and talk about it. But uh, I think the whole movie is about our relationship to spectacle as an audience and how it's. Uh, you know, and, and I don't think he's drawing any conclusion. I think it's a question he's asking. Is it good or bad? Is it, is it helpful or is it harmful? Or, you know, because in the movie, Daniel Kaluuya's character, uh, OJ, he realizes that the the, the animal, the, the alien. But, so basically it's a UFO for <laughs> to, to spoil it for anybody who hasn't seen it. It's They think it's this UFO they're dealing with, but it actually ends up being this giant creature that looks like a UFO and instead of an opening where you think it like pulls people into the the saucer, it's actually just sucking people up and eating them. But so so I think that in the movie that the alien represents the spectacle. And even when the movie opens, you find out later that you're traveling kind of through this square, which is the mouth of this flying saucer, this alien. And then it rests on this picture of what I guess is the first motion picture, like the first film ever created. I guess it's a two second clip of a black guy riding a horse. And, and so that's like a direct marrying the metaphor of this alien to Hollywood to film. And then, and then the characters in this Daniel, Daniel Kaluuya and and Kiki Palmer, you know, they play siblings who apparently that was their great grandfather who was riding the horse in that, in that movie. 
in that short film. And so, man, this movie deals with so much stuff. I, I, I want to just talk about it all at once, but you know, so that it has to do with like Hollywood's erasure of, of black people, not only in Hollywood, but also, uh, you know, that in some video I watched, it talked about how there's an estimate that a quarter of all cowboys were black, you know? Oh yeah. 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 We're raised in our homes, like in black homes. Most of us are taught that. Yeah. That cowboys, that cowboys, the first cowboys, like cowboys are black. Yeah. And yeah, I, we're legit taught. I've known that since I was little. Yeah. No, nobody ever mentioned that in, in my house. You know, you watch all these, yeah. <laughs> you, you watch all these old Westerns. Also, in, in all fairness, you're, they might not even know. Yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure they didn't. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, they probably didn't even know. Cause yeah, you you watch all these old movies, and it's all like what you know, it's John Wayne and all these other white cowboys, you know. Yo, if you have another device, you should look up uh, Chicago cowboys or Chicago like horseback riders. Like they look like straight up like thug gangsters, and they they ride horses bareback. They do it in Houston too. Oh yeah, they, cool. they ride them on the highways and stuff. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. And Texas is weird. Is Area 51 in Texas? Nah. Area no, I think it's New Mexico, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you remember when COVID first hit? There was that storm Area 51 challenge thing. Oh, yeah. Going around on the internet. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I don't remember that. Was that somebody's plan? It was everybody's yeah, plan. But it was like a, it was a joke. But it was estimated that there was going to be thousands of people that were just going to show up at Area 51 and kind of just have a party. Yeah. But then COVID hit and it became like dwindling numbers, but it still happened. People people it's, still it's, went. And I, and I guess the military yeah. around Area 51, they were like, look, if you fucking we if you come across this, like we have to shoot you in the fucking face. If you come near these biologics, <laughs> we're going to yeah. kill you. Yeah, we're going to turn you into pink mist. <laughs> I saw the footage, that's though. That's why no one, I don't think anyone should think this is not really happening. Like, we really do have Area 51. Y'all remember the video game, Area 51? They used to have it at the bowling alley. Oh, yeah, man, I love that one. It was, was like, where you had game. a gun, a yeah. physical gun, and you shot it at the screen. Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you yeah. remember the Aerosmith-themed one? Oh, yeah, I remember. Yeah, Revolution X or whatever. Yeah. In the band Aerosmith, there was an Aerosmith themed one where you had a gun and you shot at the screen and yeah. <laughs> you helped the band escape, <laughs> escape like an alien thing or something. I don't know. Was that a level or was that its own game? Its own arcade game. Yeah. Like cabinet. Isn't that weird? I yes. that. that is but weird. I, I do picture that. some of these biologics looking like Battletoads. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I haven't thought about Battletoads in a while. <laughs> yeah, well, I think you want to know something random. I think about the music from Battletoads like at least twice a month. Yeah. <laughs> Randomly, at least twice a month, I I think of that music. Yeah. <laughs> nice. So so I and I've always and up until now, the, like this last whistleblower talking about biologics and and alien. I mean, it does seem like there's more to it. Because in the past, I was like, well, maybe it's just really advanced technology, like Russia or Germany or somebody's like doing super advanced. And, and it's just stuff that's like too confidential to even China like... China has a dolphin that knows how to fly planes because dolphins are way smarter than us. Exactly. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. So I always, was, I always wondered if it wasn't like earthbound technology or, or another thought is that it's like, 
you know, an alternative to aliens is what if it's like humans from the future coming back in time to like try to warn us of something or, or I don't know. I like humans from Alan. like, you know, a million years in the future coming back. <laughs> that's valid because time like when we look up at the sky the stars we see aren't they are they from the past yeah yeah, yeah. and aren't they from like thousands of years in the past the stars we can physically see well it's because it yeah because it takes light so long like it takes light from the sun i think it's like nine minutes to travel to the earth so if you look at the sun you're looking at what the sun was doing nine minutes ago so first of all who figured that out uh, and why do we believe? Like, well, I think, like who? who? <laughs> I, Isaac Newton. I think it was it was Isaac's Isaac or not Isaac uh, Einstein. His theory of relativity kind of like figured yeah. out the speed of light, right? Which is the which is the speed limit of the universe. Uh, yeah, I think they first realized that like light was like a ray, like a beam, you know, like something that travels. Isn't that cool? Well, That's yeah, so and and it acts as a particle and a wave depending on how it's being observed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I'm sure I, Einstein's IQ was way higher than mine. <laughs> However, let's let's go back in time. Let's go back in time. Let's all pretend we're going back in time, and we got this okay. friend, and his name's Einstein. Uh huh. <laughs> and like, like we all just trying to go to La Hacienda, mm-hmm. and like he's pitching to us like another one of his things that he's doing <laughs> and he's got this whiteboard and it's got like hella like a beautiful mind like hella numbers and like letters and all this stuff on it and like we decide to believe him as a group uh-huh. so like we can go get our enchiladas <laughs> so we believe him as a group <laughs> yeah just just to get and him to shut to up and we are we are so in tune like we're like we're all like like this is yes and right, like, right. so we're all improving, but Einstein doesn't know we're improving. Right. No. And we're all in tune, and we're all accepting the fact that he just figured this out. Yeah. And then we're telling everybody at La Hacienda. <laughs> yeah, he's like, he he's like, out. and then that's how it traveled, and that's why we think the stars are not right in front of us. Are the stars like right now? <laughs> yeah, he's I'm like, just saying. he's like, I don't know. Listen, I, I want to get the chips and salsa, but first. I, I believe energy equals mass times the speed of light. And everyone's like, okay, Einstein, like, let's go get a burrito. <laughs> right. Exactly. They're not even telling him by his name. They're using it as like, <laughs> like, like, an insul- like okay, Einstein. all right, Einstein. <laughs> and then they start telling everybody, they start telling everybody. And now we're taught it. And then we're taught it so much that you didn't even know cowboys were black. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Wait, and we're, we're making fun of this in front of the math teacher. We suck. <laughs> but I don't know shit. I know a little bit. I know pre-algebra. I tell my students, I go, when you go to the next class, you'll know more than me. Right. And it's fucking true. Mm. <laughs> I actually don't even think the speed of light, is that even math? Or is that like a science thing? It's it's both. I mean it's it's a lot of a lot of science is represented by math, right? So it's it's actually I just watched uh Oppenheimer is oh, yeah. isn't what? Have you, yeah. you you've heard of Oppenheimer, right? It's a crazy right? movie, Mikhail. You get it. listen to this. Okay, guys, I'm sorry. I watched start Cardi B throw a mic. <laughs> Me too. That was fucked up. Like you watched. Was that? I I, just... You froze for a second. I'm sorry, Michaela. What'd you say? Am I on? I can hear you now. I yeah. can hear you. Is this thing on? It's on. It's the biologics. <laughs> I want. I wonder how long it took the microphone to leave her hand and then enter the face of that person. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> I believe she has impeccable aim. Did they yeah. throw a beer on her? Is that what happened? They, I don't know what they threw on her, but it was trifling. And did you <laughs> see how Cardi curled her lip? No. I didn't notice that. If you look, if you look at, at a picture, she's like holding her mouth like, like, like when you're like holding your teeth. It, on the thing, it doesn't show that I'm my face is there. So I don't know if you guys can see me. No, you look you look frozen, but I, I believe yeah, I can imagine like bearing your There's teeth. Like, oh, okay, you remember um Fire Marshal Bill? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. So like if you curl if you curl your mouth like that, but just yeah. hold it tight. Close it. Yeah. Now both of you close it tight. Yeah, look, almost like that, but you're a smiling friend. Uh. Look more mad. Like, Sorry, you're making me laugh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like that. That was Cardi's face, and I was like, ooh, she's somebody's mama. <laughs> like, yeah. you go back and watch it, she had that mom face when she threw that mic. Yeah, that was wild. I, and I feel like I saw that video from so many angles. I feel like I watched, I saw that happen from like 20 different angles, you know? It also could be like the most amazing PR stunt because she just dropped that song, Jealous. Uh, so yeah. possibly could be PR, but also maybe not. Yeah, you always have to wonder with everything: is it true? Is it a real thing, or is it a conspiracy? Is it a, it was it planned? You know, but, I, well, some people claim, claim I'm not a conspiracy theory. theorist, Michaela. You're a conspiracy theorist. <laughs> I think you're a good one I'm not a that. conspiracy theorist. You're I'm, good at. It. <laughs> I'm analytical. You're like the sun isn't real. <laughs> was hating on her but that or she just liked throwing a mic but like she i don't know i love cardi so yeah. <laughs> no, regardless she... of the reason yeah that's interesting uh, she had done it the night before though yeah well, exactly that's... and that the song just dropped and it's called jealous and it's like it's talking about like people hating on her and like her retaliating against it so that or she's spoken it so much in her song <laughs> it's been scripted and throwback she, she, she manifested it that's <laughs> right you gotta well, watch what you say so you know what it's not biologics and i am not on anybody's radar <laughs> yeah she's a, that's well that's because it looked i mean it looked legit when she was when she threw the the microphone at the audience member but then i did i saw the video or, I, or maybe i just read about how the night after the night before whatever she she threw the microphone at the dj i was like okay I don't know. Is she just throwing mics now? Like, is that just her thing? Right. <laughs> so. It's the new way to drop the mic. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah. Just fucking chuck it. <laughs> but she does. The, the facts are she has impeccable aim. Yeah. Dude, if you got that mic, that would be worth a lot of money. If you caught it? Yo, do you remember the girl from Waffle House? Have you seen that meme, Waffle House girl? I don't know if I have. Catches the stool that's thrown at her. I don't know if I've seen and that. She catches it. Both of you have to Google Waffle House Girl uh, right now. Oh, I've seen that. She catches it, right? Yeah. And chucks it back. That's I awesome. I don't remember if she chucked it back, but I know she caught it, and that's scary. Yeah. <laughs> they could have put the meme in reverse. Could have been uh, in reverse. I think when we were younger, I feel like it might have been, like, I don't know who it was in my family, but I think somebody was getting, a, like, a whooping, and they yeah. caught the belt. Oh, no. And I just remember, I remember being in my grandma's, because I used to be there, like, all summer with, like, all my cousins. It used to be so lit. It would be, like, 12 or 15 of us. <laughs> I don't even know how my grandma survived all those kids. But our parents would drop us off and be there all summer. And I don't remember who it was, but I just remember there being, like, 
like a rumor amongst the cousins that she was about to whoop somebody and he caught the belt. It might have been my brother. I don't know. But they caught the belt like Waffle House girl. <laughs> I bet he knows. If it was, it was your brother, I bet he knows. <laughs> your hand's burning. And they're like, let go of the belt. And you're like, mm-mm. <laughs> 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 like stare down. <laughs> oh, uh. That is funny. <laughs> But it's some. I don't, somebody mentioned COVID a minute ago, and I think it's it's worth noting that uh, Jordan Peele wrote this movie during COVID, and so I think I think that was on his mind a lot. And part of why this movie is so like takes place in wide open spaces, and you've got the visual of the sky, and I think he was, you know, not only does the the alien represent spectacle in the movie, but on his mind he was thinking of like having to create. A, a big spectacle that that people would have to like get out of their house get out of you know get out to theaters to go see and i think to that end i read that this is the first horror movie filmed in imax this is the first horror movie that used imax cameras to film which i thought was interesting that's cool because like, the film itself features like one of the first like slow motion films ever it, ever captured as well that's yeah. cool yeah, and there's a lot, you know, you've got the the security cameras in this, and I mean, there are cameras all over the place, and then at the end, they got that director that comes in, Antlers, and he's, because the, the alien has, like, electromagnetic powers, and it shuts everything electric down, so he, he has this, like, analog crank camera that he's built, you know, from, by hand, and yeah, there's a lot of that. That's cool. You wanna know something? Yes. Yes. I think that I didn't know that like that happens like that the alien shuts down. Does he shut down the internet? Just anything, it like anything it gets close to, like yeah. kills the kills the power. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Well, I think it's interesting because like I'm not a conspiracy theorist. <laughs> you know, you're saying that an awful lot. <laughs> The the, the lady doth protest too much. <laughs> Man, my dad used to make me annotate all these books. Like I didn't, I didn't get whoopings as a kid. Uh, my dad would make me write book reports. Mm-hmm. As a punishment, like he would pick a book out and I'd have to read it or whatever. And he would make me annotate. So like I'm just, just made me so analytical. But yeah. um, COVID, like if if it started off as an accident, if it started off the way they they told us, I feel like we'll know in like fifty years and like history books how it started kind of like like watergate type of thing or something yeah but um but it was it was be clear it was absolutely heinous like like it, it made us a, a lot of people sick i went to like 10 freaking funerals like not even kidding like back to back yeah um so covid sucked and still sucks people are still getting sick but um it could have been like a biological warfare type of thing or an accident yeah, but I was telling a friend, I was like, we need to not be so dependent on the internet because, like, if if a, if another country wanted to, like, um, you know what, I ain't even gonna speak it. Oh, what? That's just. I'm not gonna speak it. No. Nope. Uh, well, oh no. We now I'm curious. Now I want to know what you're gonna say. Just it the way the alien operated in Nope. Mm-hmm. What it was able to shut down. Um, yeah. That is what I. That's yeah. what is interesting to me. That's well, and that's and you know coal plants and it's 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 a true thing that centers of uh, electricity production are high priority for 
um, for the de- for the Department of Defense because those are like critical things that that are those are attractive targets to people who might who might want to like uh, you know do some terrorism I guess <laughs> yeah so well there's, there's, a big a big theory would be that to to break to bring down America would be to set off what's called an EMP mm-hmm. an electronic electrical magnetic pulse bomb mm-hmm. which do exist and have been used but like it would it, that when that thing um it ignites goes off it destroyed like all electricity goes away and yeah. there are no casualties yeah like no to, one say, dies. to say this in movie form you can think the matrix or think uh captain america civil war good good cinema examples of emps <laughs> oh, okay yeah yeah heck no sure. that's a good reason to keep a car that has gas <laughs> yeah but do gas pumps gas do gas pumps use electricity? They do, yeah. I get the gas your car to start, but yeah, it is. Oh, that's uh, true. As, as but like your car uses the key, key to the ignition. Uh, R. Kelly remix ignition just start playing in my head. <laughs> you know, I think I think an an EMP would fuck up your car. I think it would fuck fuck up the battery and the electronics, even in a gas run car. Yeah. Okay, guys. Let's create a strategy. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Got to get like a, just a little. We, fun. Drive, we, we we dress up as thugs and we get horses. <laughs> no, it's just, that is a good throwback. <laughs> Y'all, this feels like Zoom improv class. <laughs> For those of you who are listening that don't know what a throwback is, it's like, you know, like an improv or in comedy where you, you throw it back to something that was said earlier. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, a lot that's, of call, get a lot of callbacks from it. It's all about good listening. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm all about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is hilarious. Oh, man. Oh, man. But, uh, <laughs> we dress up like thugs and get horses. Who got a horse? Well, you got chickens. Yeah. I'm riding a duck. What bra- Wait, what kind of brand of ducks you got? I know, I've got a uh, Cayuga duck. <laughs> and then... Uh, okay. <laughs> it's a Honda. It's a Honda. A Honda. <laughs> You're the Honda Accord, right? It's, it's a yeah. It's it's a it's a it's a Pimdas a Pimdas fowl in my backyard. <laughs> but yeah, Pim Yeah, so I do I do have I've got the eggs when it when the shit hits the fan. Y'all can come over and and, and I've got breakfast taken care of. So. Man, if you turn into like, if this is your villain uh, origin story, and you're like, one egg is ten thousand dollars, I'm like. <laughs> We're so hungry, Corey, and you have all the protein from the village, and you won't give it to them. I'm like, you can have an egg if you build me a shed. (laughs) That's true. I just give the the eggs away for free now. What's that? No, not Borat's brother. It's Borat's sister. You remember Borat's sister? She's like, "You'll never get this. You'll never get this." Oh yeah, from the from the from, yeah from the sequel. <laughs> that is the worst scene in a movie I've ever seen. I was like, I can't believe I'm laughing at this. This is so bad. <laughs> yeah. He's like, and then one day he got it, and I'm like, oh. <laughs> That's funny. He got her eggs. That is so bad. <laughs> oh man. There's a uh, well, just something I wanted to share. What what uh, in this this movie kind of opens up with Keith Keith David plays the dad uh, of Daniel Kaluuya and Kiki Palmer, and he's you know he's been in like classic horror movies like 
uh, The Thing, They Live, you know, a lot of uh, John Carpenter stuff. But my daughters and I had just watched the all the all, every season of Rick and Morty, and Keith David does the voice of the president. So it's this opening scene with the, with the dad, and he's the rancher, and he's like, you know, helping his son learn how to ranch and everything. And I pointed out to my daughter, I was like, that's the president from Rick and Morty. And from that point on, we could not hear anything other than than the voice of the president and Rick and Morty coming out of this cowboy. And and no, and we're just we're just losing it. <laughs> that's good. Uh, Man, kids go crazy. Like like my kids like freaked out when they realized that like an actor from one show that they watched was in like a totally other show or movie. Yeah, that just like blows their mind. Yeah, they're like, you mean How it's not a real person? Kids? My, yeah, mine, mine are nine and 13. Mm-hmm. nine and thirteen. About to turn ten. Yeah, yeah. daughter and son. I was like, "What kind of math is that? How's your thirteen-year-old turning ten? How are you teaching this class?" <laughs> Sorry, yeah, I got two kids. <laughs> the daughter's about to turn ten, and the nine-year-old the turning ten, 13. not the thirteen-year-old. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and then yeah. I've got, I've got my daughters are sixteen and fourteen, and I think they'll actually be at the show on Friday. If you come out to LSI on Friday, you can meet them. And then, uh, and then I got a nine-year-old boy. My boy is nine, so. Yeah. Aw, is his name CJ? Is he Corey Jr.? No, I would feel bad naming my kid my name. I think, but his, his name's his feel na- bad. I think so. I don't know. I like because I feel like so many parents put so much burden on their kids to want them to be like them or to want to be a certain thing. Which I, no hate to anybody who names their kid. I'm sure you have the best the best uh, in, intentions <laughs> doing it. Backtrack. Back to, yeah, putting my foot in my mouth. I, but I don't know. I, I feel like it would put a lot of pressure on them to, like, live up to... I don't know. I don't want my son to be me. Like, I want him to, like, do his own thing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. His name's Declan, though, so... I love that name. You're like, his name is Piece of Shit. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want him to live up to? Declan. Where, so, where does that name originate, Declan? Uh, it's an Irish name. Okay. But we just... My, uh, my mom's side of the family, my grandma's part Irish. The last name's... Her main name's Murphy. Mur- okay. Yes, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> my brother has red hair and freckles. Oh, nice. Yeah. Red hair and freckled black man. He's a spectacle. Wait, was this for the movie? Yeah. Yeah, spectacle. Yeah. <laughs> He's a speckled spectacle. He's the best, man. He's a gamer. I talked about him last time. I love plugging him. Everything I do, I, I plug him. Oh, yeah. He's, and he's got, does he still have, he has a Twitch channel, right? Yeah, Liquid Smoke. He has, he has other channels, too. Like, he's he's so serious about his stuff. He's got, like, new computers, new setups. Nice. He's been playing Diablo lately, which the guy I dated in eighth grade used to play Diablo. <laughs> Oh, well, that's a throwback. Yeah. <laughs> he's always playing Diablo. I don't think he's good at it either. No. <laughs> he's just like pl- shittily playing Diablo. Yeah. yeah, all the time. Like, you know when someone's not good, too. Like, I think it's like their candor, too. Yeah. yeah. Like, you just hold the, you just hold the remote like you said. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. Well, I want you know I want to let y'all get get going. I figure we should probably cut off in the next ten minutes. But one like one major thing, I one th- thought I had about the movie that I want to put to you, even Michaela, even though you haven't seen it, I I want your input on this question. That you know a lot of this movie is 
taking tragedy and profiting off of it, right? Because the the guy Jupe, he was he was on the set of that sitcom Gordy's Home where the chimp went crazy and killed everybody and then he's kind of profiting off that, you know, he's turned his trauma into like this capitalist hustle, you know, and he's doing the same thing with the trying to do the same thing with the alien turning this, you know, murderous creature into profit. And and I feel like and the fact that David Kaluuya's character realizes that the alien won't attack you if you're not looking at it. I feel like that feeds into the metaphor. Yeah. It feeds into the metaphor of, you know, do you look away away from the spectacle to protect yourself? Or, you know, but if you do that, how do you prove the spectacle is there? Not only for yourself, but to prove it to others. And I I think, I mean, I know COVID was on his t- his mind at the time. And I think, I mean, you can even tie this to any video of like, you know, especially every time, you know, a, a cop kills an unarmed black person, I there's, you know, people sharing videos of this happening. And, and I, I don't, you know, that the feedback I've gotten and what I've heard is, is to not share those videos. But on, on one hand, you kind of want to look at the spectacle. You want to make sure people are aware of it and say, look at this fucking thing. This is a problem. But on the other hand, you don't want to perpetuate that and just have it be like, you know, murder porn or or you know anything like that uh-huh. so it's it's kind of this like what do you what do you do do you look do you whatever the spectacle is you know whether it's it's covid or or you know police brutality or uh you know russia and ukraine like do you do you look at it or do you not look at it and where's the line like how what wh- where when is it beneficial and when is it harmful to to share those those images and those videos you know what i mean and I want to go last. You, <laughs> yeah. When I, and I think I, you know, I already kind of, and that's, I, and I think this movie's about that. I think this movie's about a lot of things and I don't think this movie's necessarily presenting any answers. I think it's just asking a lot of questions and especially when it comes to people being hurt and killed and videos of that a lot. And, and, and I, as somebody who's not black, I kind of just take my cues from my friends and, and, and kind of the advice I've been given is, is not to share those videos and images because you don't want to traumatize people or re-traumatize people or expose somebody to, to see such terrible shit, you know? So that's, that's kind of where I'm at on it at the moment. So. Was a question for all three of us or just me? Yeah. No, just everybody. Yeah. Brent, I don't know if you have any. I want to answer it last because I know what I want to say, but I I feel like mine is the mic drop. (laughs) I don't or, have anything to or say maybe that. maybe a mic toss. <laughs> yeah. I'm about to chuck the mic. Just yeah, yeah Michaela, please. I, I yeah, I don't know if Brett has anything to contribute. If if you just want to chuck the mic in our audience's fucking faces, that would I'll be great. Chuck it. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll leave everybody. I want to leave everybody with this. So um, so my so my my pastor. It's so cool. I end up bringing him up like in every interview too. Hey, pastor. Um, my pastor, um, they teach us that um, the report or the spectacle, um, in this case, it's the starting point of your faith. Mm-hmm. Okay, so for instance, let's say the doctor gives you a, a, a report about your blood pressure. You don't run off continuing to look at that numbers from that day and dwelling on it and you don't you don't repeat it to everybody yeah um you do not post it on facebook because there's there's so much power in what we say and what we see and we we continue it's like like if you go to a car lot he uses this example too 
Or if you start thinking about a car you want, and then all of a sudden you see that car all the time. Mm-hmm. But before you decided you wanted that car, you like didn't see that car. Yeah, right. Often. Yeah, confirmation bias. Um, yeah. So the same thing. Like, so we continue, we continue to to say it, or we continue to see it, then we'll continue to have it. And that's that's it's Bible, and it's it's also just it's it's a law. So you know whether you like you believe in God or whatever you believe in or don't believe in, like I think everyone can attest to the fact that, like if I say a thing long enough. I'll start to see it or like, um, like old folks will say like, don't go, don't go looking for nothing. You don't want to find like, like you're going to find it. Right. So I think, I think the answer to it is it's, it's the starting point of our faith. So yes, we acknowledge the report. Yes. We acknowledge the spectacle. That's fine. One time we, we've seen it enough. Now, does that mean we never, ever, ever, um, go back and look at the evidence especially as like a people like when it comes to to unfortunately what black people face in in this country um i choose not to watch that stuff because like i don't need a reason to be so mad it's like my mom doesn't watch the movie roots because she don't need to be need a reason to be mad like i want to keep liking my white friends and like (laughs) so like i don't i don't i don't need a reason for my heart to be burning when i see like these images um, and we're already force-fed it enough, like, in school and stuff, like, having to read freaking Huckleberry Finn and, like, the trauma you go through, like, second through fourth grade and, like, everyone's reading out loud, it's popcorn, and you're the one or two black people in the class and, like, they're saying E-R because you got to read out loud and the teacher's getting their rocks off because they're hearing everybody read out loud and they have to say it. Mm-hmm. But, like, those are those are the books in the curriculum, like, a lot of us heard those words to the curriculum in our schools, and I don't even think we realized we were becoming desensitized to it. And so a, a lot of the, like, quote-unquote murder porn or whatever people are calling it, it's a, it, it desensitizes you to it because you, you've seen it. So even if you don't, even if you have a heart for people. Yeah. Um, so, like, seeing it once, seeing George Floyd once, that's the starting point. We know what's going on. Now we speak against it. Now we work against it. Seeing what the doctor got to say about your blood pressure once, now you speak against it. Like, now you start doing the things, but you don't, like, go tell your mom, go tell your mother-in-law, because then it's going to go down, like, telephone, and then everybody's speaking the bad numbers. When you need people surrounding you saying, like, nope, your blood pressure is in check. Your blood pressure is in perfect working order. You don't crave anything you're not supposed to. You find joy and eating celery sticks like you need people around you saying those things until you believe it and yeah. so i think my answer to do we look at the spectacle do we do we um you want to come to our country and like the stuff with these ua thingies like now our job is to as a collective start believing and speaking until it happens uh that our leadership our, our leadership that's hilarious our leadership yeah. is fully competent they operate in full integrity. They're transparent enough, um, but not too transparent that they are they can't fully protect us and keep us secure. Like, you know, so um, no, you don't dwell on it. You don't keep going back to it. It's the starting point of your faith, and then you speak what you want. Nice. Mike Toth. <laughs> Mike Toth. No, that's interesting. No, and I appreciate that. And it's especially the point about desensitization because. Yeah, especially thinking about 
yeah, anything from police brutality to 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 mass shootings. Like, uh, you know, I think I think we have become desensitized. And at this point, it's like, oh, another, you know, classroom full of children got shot up today. Okay, that happened yesterday. That happened the day before. Happened the day before that. You know, it's like, yeah, it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, yeah. Interesting. So, okay. It is all very very interesting. Yeah. Well, was there, uh, typically at this point, I ask if there's anything else about the movie you want to bring up or talk about before we get into headcanons. Michaela, do you have anything else you want to mention before Brent and I give our headcanons for the movie? Nope. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I really need to watch the movie. I, I'm going to watch it. I love Jordan Peele. Um, it's, it's good, I just, yeah. I, I truly haven't had the time. And I'm, I'm a, like a book nerd, and I watch a lot of speeches and honestly a lot of sermons mm-hmm. i just be like getting knowledge so <laughs> I, my mind has to be in a space to just watch tv or watch movies which sounds so funny because i i act but <laughs> i'm normally just judging people's decisions like i'm d- judging the actor's decisions when i watch movies so it's right. kind of hard for me to watch <laughs> well this is a good one this and i've been wanting to watch it so i appreciate you choosing this because uh, you know i love get out i love key and peel and um Oh, one little thing I do want to mention, I don't, Brent, I, don't, I may be making this up, but part part of like the inciting, <laughs> the inciting incident in this is like a bunch of metal gets dropped out of the sky, Michaela. And it's, it's essentially after the alien like eats a bunch of people or a bunch of horses or whatever, then later it like spits out all the metal and the things it can't digest. And, and there's a, a couple shots where it's a key that gets that's cut falls from the sky and gets stuck in a horse or there's one where it gets stuck in the in the railing the like the banister of the stamp this steps up to the front door and i'm probably reaching here but i almost wonder if it's something like a key in peeling paint if it's like a visual pun on key and peel i don't know maybe i'm <laughs> just the fact that there's a key ah. there's a key in something i'm like is that is that intentional is that does that mean something i don't know but it makes me want to go back. It makes me want to watch this and then go back, back and watch everything Jordan Peele has ever made. Yeah. Um, cause it, it it's it almost feels like an artist's signature. <laughs> like that, there there might be a key sitting somewhere, like in each of his things. Like it might be a, it might be like a signature. Oh, that you know, I didn't know, and I did. I just rewatched this with. I I think my old my oldest one is always busy. But my middle child, Bella, she and I, like, a lot of times we'll watch TV and movies and stuff together. So she, leading up to this, she and I watched Get Out, Us, and this movie over the course of, like, a week or so. So I've seen all these recently. I didn't notice keys in other movies, but, but yeah, now I wonder if it, if it's not something there. Because there, you're right, there is a lot of symbolism and a lot of depth, and, and there's there's just a lot going on in his movies, so. Next week, we're talking about the original Universal horror classic 1931's dracula so be sure to check that out and as always you can follow us on facebook at danger explosion presents headcanon on instagram at headcanon pod on twitter at horror movie pod and you can always follow the subreddit r slash horror movie pod but well brent do you want to share your headcanon or i can share mine doesn't matter sure. to me. yeah yeah um I had this, I had like an alternate ending, and that is that the alien spaceship, like the the monster in the sky, <laughs> turns off the sun. 
<laughs> okay. As like a last ditch effort to destroy the earth. And then nine min and then nine minutes into Cardi B's latest concert, she's just about to throw the mic and the lights cut off, and therefore thwarting her insane PR stunt. Yeah. <laughs> And then Einstein is over there like, I told you so. I told you this would happen. Yeah. No, 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 no. AOC is just about to like figure out the the universe (laughs) and her computer shuts down. Yeah. No, listen, I bet you guys don't know. Well, y'all might know this. My brother was so mad when I told him this. I'm a real nerd for real, you guys. (laughs) Did you know China? Supposedly, there's videos, though. I've seen the, there's, the videos are, I'm not a conspiracy theorist. <laughs> China uh, has created their own sun. That's <laughs> like, it's more than 50 times hotter than our sun. <laughs> That's no, what, for real. Look it up. Look up China's artificial sun. They made it during COVID. Well, I'll have to look it, up. it was another one of like President Trump's rants, right? <laughs> He's like ranting yeah. about China and like nobody listens Wait, listen, it's the source, sir. <laughs> Even if what you're saying, it's the source. Yo, they made this huge combustible, I forget what it's made out of. It's like freaking like ions and all this stuff. It's pretty legit, but it's very hot. So like if the sun goes out, they, their purpose for making it was in case the sun goes out. <laughs> what? That sounds fucking and wild. I showed, I showed it to my brother. I was like, look at this what I researched. Look at and he's like, I hate it when you show me stuff. Like, like, <laughs> well, I do. I, yeah, I don't know if I've heard about that specifically, but I do know. I, I think I, I've read about how the, the hottest and coldest place in the universe have both been on planet Earth through like scientific experiments we've created. Mm-hmm. And, and it's just been like tiny points for like just a second or not even a second. But both the hottest and coldest place on in the universe have existed in a scientific laboratory just through like various experiments with different shit. But, um, all right. So Brent's got to get going. He's got to put his kids to bed. Um, so one, I'll give my head cannon. I do want to point out the final form of this UFO, this creature, when it grows into like this, uh, it's different form, right? Brent, anyone who's seen the movie. Um, and I guess Jordan Peele was inspired by an anime that I haven't seen, but it's neon Genesis Evangelion. And I guess the way the angels look in that show, and I guess the the creature at the end when it when it, it goes to that form is supposed to look more like a biblical representation how angels are described in the Bible, um, which mm. it's been a With long bunch of eyes. Yeah, a bunch of eye like they look fucking crazy, you know, according to like biblical descriptions of angels. So, which is funny how he takes this creature and maybe ties it into you know, our mythologies and because, you know, not only does it kind of suck people up, it looks like a tornado, which people might ascribe to natural disasters, but also, you know, imagine like hundreds of years ago, you see this wild alien looking thing sucking people up. It might, you know, lend to like uh, angel myths. And like, you see this thing, it's like, oh, it's an angel sucking people up where, I like that, you know, in this movie, Jordan Peele kind of presents a an alternate explanation of it's, no, it's this creature like sucking people up and eating them. But of course, without knowing that, you would think, yeah, maybe it's an angel like pulling people up to heaven or whatever. That's so, cool. But, uh, but so my headcanon is that uh, after the, uh, the sitcom where the chimpanzee goes wild and gets shot 
And uh, my, my, my headcanon is that the chimp survives and eventually escapes, uh, which, which, you know, kind of goes into the, the metaphor of, of, you know, spectacle, you know, never ending spectacle. But then I, I just want to see a movie of Gordy, the chimp escaping and going on a chimp crazy rampage, uh, just, just murdering people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, you want to see, see Planet of the Apes, Jordan Peele version. Oh, I, I would start. I would love to see Jordan Peele do Planet of the Apes. Yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> <is> the origin. <laughs> awesome. Well, Michaela, thanks so much again. I want to let everybody get going. Yeah. Is, is there anything you want to plug or point people toward your social media, your, your, your anything people might want to reach out to you for photography purposes, anything like that? Uh, am I whack? I'm like, not really. Y'all work a lot. <laughs> no, hey, if, so, if, yeah if you got plenty of work then <laughs> uh that's so funny like i i there used to be a point in my my life where i'm like i wanted to to plug my stuff so i could get more clients and i'm just like <laughs> you good no, you, if you, i just told the client i was on the phone with before this uh to tell the shoes for her daughter i'm like tell your daughter congratulations because i have so many people inquiring that I'm answering her email and I'm doing her shoot. So, nice. All right. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I'm sorry for being the person in class that talked the most and didn't even do the assignment. <laughs> no, no, you've been sorry. great. You've been great. This was a good time. And, <laughs> and yeah, anybody listening at home, do not call Michaela or you'll just get a microphone in your face. So, <laughs> yeah, or I'm throwing the mic. Yeah. yeah. No, you guys can, honestly, like, you guys can definitely uh, interact with me on a personal level. Um, Michaela, do her son that's what they used to call me in school um but like that was a rumor okay guys but that, it's Dewerson. so m-i-c-h-a-e-l-a-d-u-e-r-s-o-n kids are mean that's how they said my last name i believe it yeah kids are mean yeah all right well thanks again michaela and thank you everyone at home for listening this has been head cannon <laughs>